illusion has resolved. Glen Armistice has captured the Fallow Crown. The Commissioner of the League of Ultimate Questing Interim. has illegally detained Dirk Bradley, Warren Rospero, and the Fallow Crown. Wait, does that mean... Toontown? Wasn't real. Yes. Sarge, are you alright? Huh? Oh, yeah. F fine. I I'm fine. You're going to miss Lady Dorabella, aren't you? She was just so young. She never got to see the world. <laughs> there, there. Let it out, big guy. My star iron shoulder may not be absorbent, but it is corrosion resistant. Let the tears flow. Is Buck the Clown Bear ever going to kick his soy boy habit? We'll never know, kiddo. And that's okay. Sometimes we just don't get to know the end. But they were happy at the end, right? Dirk saved them with the feel-good juice. Sarge, that was a deranged business mogul in a Dirk suit. <laughs> but yes, they were all happy in the end. Toontown was saved. Yay. We'll be right back after these messages. Glenn Armistice stands in the center of an arcane rune made up of Magitech contraptions. Each of you is shackled to a chair, high-backed, supporting your head, and holding you nearly vertical. They are not dissimilar from dentist chairs. There are many complicated tubes and machines plugged into them. And all of you feel as though your energy is being siphoned. What will follow is a monologue that is also a skill challenge. Each of you will have to get two successes in order to free yourself from your containment. You cannot roll the same thing twice, and you as a group can't do the same thing in a given turn. Let's begin. Armistice paces back and forth within the center circle. It began when I was still an adventurer, but I wanted more than the League could give me. I made a deal with an entity that I didn't fully understand. They told me how to get what I desired. Two souls, one to bind and one to be bound. There was only one other component that I couldn't buy. Love. <laughs> I'm kidding. What do you think this is, some rom-com? Of course you can buy love. I went to the one place you can buy anything. Abel. Exactly. Everybody, choose your skill. This is exactly the situation that Gaspar fantasizes about. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, after a cursory glance at the bindings, he's going to reach for um, one of the thieves' tools at his belt with a sleight of hand check. I love it. That's a natural one. Oh, oh my no. God. <laughs> oh, no. That's so bad, That's dog. the worst that it could have been. It's perfect. I love that so much. So remember how I said you needed two successes? <laughs> Guess what two failures gets you? Okay, Gaspar. Out. As you reach for your tools and begin playing with the arcane mechanism, 
there is a sudden overwhelming feedback loop as your body goes rigid under extreme electrical force. You take 1d6 electricity damage. So one. Fortunately, you've been training for this too. <laughs> this is just part of the fantasy. I've been shocking myself every night. <laughs> okay. Wuxia is going to use survival to start to build up tactical reservoirs of this water. Tactical dampness. Got it. Tactical dampness. I love it. Tactile dampness. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Let's go. Now that's dramatic. L2D20. <laughs> Fuck my ass. That's a nine. Holy shit, guys. <laughs> this is it. This is the end. Chairs was our down bringing all I along. Fucking guess so. This is just another puzzle. And Nellie's papa always told her that the first step is to assess what the situation is. So I'm going to use stealth to quietly uh, feel around these bindings, see what makes noise, see what moves, what doesn't, in preparation for what will come. It honks when I move my butt like this. <laughs> oh, wait, that's just my butt. <laughs> oh, I'm just farting. 25. Beautiful. That is definitely a success. You're able to kind of piece together what you think you're looking at based on all the moving parts and all the individual pieces, and you've got a pretty good idea of how to get yourself out, the hard part's going to be actually doing it. Avos is going to uh, tilt his head back slightly to gaze at Glenn Armistice through his spectacles and watching his movements, listening to the tone of his voice. I'm going to use an insight to really read his character and try to figure out the best time when I could make my break. I love it. Show me the good. Now 20. Beautiful. Helpful. Not only are you able to surmise his intentions, his motion, his actions, you also realize as you look at the mechanism he stands on and his sense of confidence, exactly what spell is holding this together. Mm. It doesn't take a lot of your potent arcane energy to undo your own connections, but the spell must remain active for you to remain stealthy. Otherwise, the combat begins. Gotcha. Would you like to end the spell's effect on you and begin the combat? Uh, I'm going to just keep my eye on Glenn for now, kind of trying to monitor the uh, success and failure of my allies around me. I feel like it's too soon to jump the gun. So I was as, as want to do, play it slow and cautious. I like it. That brings us to the end of the round. All people still connected will take 1d4 damage. Two. There was only one problem. You can't compel love. So I showered her with adoration and gifts, and the love came pouring in. But in the end, it wasn't enough. There was one thing she loved more. The son she had kept secret. He looks at the unconscious body of Dirk Bradley. When I killed her, her soul grafted to him. I couldn't kill him. He was proof that my goals were achievable, and he was also the perfect subject. Build him up, and then steal his plurality. Wait. Dirk Bradley is a plural? You made him like that? There's more than one of him? 
I always kept one here in Dreamville. That's why whenever he went to sleep, he thought he had the same dream every night. It took work to hide what he was. Even from him? The only problem is he was useless, a buffoon, incapable of even the simplest tasks. Hey, that's not very nice. Dirk seems to be coming too. So I put him in the only place for a talentless idiot. Show business. (laughs) (laughs) I can't... Again. I can't believe this. What the muffins? Me either. We're in show business. (laughs) (laughs) On EXPN, he was a battery. A constant cash flow. You've turned your child into some kind of cosmic guinea pig in this twisted experiment. How did you get in charge of the League? While he is paying attention to Yavos, I would like everybody to roll a skill. Clearly there are some measures to keep rogues from breaking this. And while there is an arcane binding to it, perhaps some of the fittings of the chair were not double-checked, I'm going to just brute force this to see if I can loosen something up. With athletics. Works for me. That's a two, (laughs) y'all. Jesus, dude. Holy Christ. I I don't think a 12 is getting there. This is just like when I get put in all these situations that I (laughs) should be really good at and I rolls are dog shit. You take another two electrical damage. Amplify it through your thick cake meat. (laughs) Okay. With the water already in place. I'm going to do the best I can to wriggle free and slip my limbs and head out of place with an acrobatics check. I like it. I'm going to go ahead and give you one D4 extra on that one for your setup. I could kiss you. And I might. You got the wet bless. But the Angelo curse. That's an 11. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) This is the law curse. It's just on that side of the table today. Fucking weenie boys. Weenie boys. And with that, you take... 1d6 electrical. Five. Yeah. And unfortunately, that 1d4 that I just gave you for a bonus is going to hit you with a little more because you are very, very wet. Accepted. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. an extra one. Yeah. <laughs> Make a sense. I giveth and I taketh away. <laughs> I'm in an electrical chair. Let me get myself real wet. <laughs> son of a bitch. That brings us to Nelly. I would like to use performance to use Nelly's verbal outbursts to cover the bulk of the noise from, like, the loudest parts of her slipping her bonds. Okay. Fair enough. 30. Woo! That'll do it. You are free. Just like Uncle Gaspar taught me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Since I have secretly kind of broken my shackles, but I'm still holding still. I'm instead going to use my turn to try to help one of my allies, which seems to be struggling. We'll go ahead and say 1d4 is the standard bonus. Um, So I'm going to attempt to very subtly, uh, playing it off as spasms from the electricity, uh, weave a mage hand over towards Wusha to help start to unloosen the straps around his wrists and ankles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gaspar can handle himself well. (laughs) Numerically, Gaspar has what he needs to get out. He's just not achieving that. Wushan needs a little more help. Yo. So I'm just going to do a very quiet arcana check to try to make this a subtle thingy. Hocus pocus. You whispery doodah. Ooh. 
That's a, still a 15. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the target number. But fortunately, you can't fuck up helping somebody. So you just your mage hand just tightens the strap. <laughs> oh, no. No, Lefty Lucy, you idiot. <laughs> I still played it taking what was mine, but with less conviction. There was the lich blade that was supposed to supplant his soul that I would then harvest. But Rusty over here took care of that. Your ass is yard clippings, Armistice. <laughs> <laughs> then the Darkwood told me about the soul killers on error, so I gave that a shot. But then Johann Goethe bought his contract from under me and saved him. Suddenly I'm out of cash flow, and the one plan I had left is gone. I figured I was stuck with him. That's until I learned the truth. Let's start again. Gaspar. All right. We're going to go for tried and true. I'm going to dislocate my shoulder and thumb with one motion and try and just slither out of my binding. I like it. Acrobatics? Yeah, it'll do me. (laughs) That is a 21. That passes the target number. That is one success for Gaspar. We got a free weenie. Wusha. Wusha getting used to his new abilities and new suite of powers realizes there's something he can do that might be able to help. He's going to use disguise self to make himself look like himself, but like three inches wider in all directions, covering up his stealthy attempt to slip out of his restraint. I see you gaming the system over there, but I love it. Give me the roll. <laughs> I'm looking at my abilities. I'm trying to help. I don't get an extra little D4 for my trickery. Do no, I? you don't. That's fair. I already used it with the water. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not a great roll on the die, but I got the I got the ability that might help. A 14? That is not going to do it, Shit, unfortunately. Dick. As you attempt to create an artificial swell, unfortunately, the undertow is still present. All of a sudden, that energy that you're putting into it gets pulled right into the machine. <laughs> Nelly, would you like to do anything to help? I sure would. What do you mean, harvest him? How do you harvest a plural? I'm going to use persuasion to continue distracting him by talking. I like it. Go ahead and roll. Charisma. Twelve. Not going to do it. Could this be our worst skill challenge ever? (laughs) I don't know. We've had some bad ones in the past. We're just tanking it to the monologue. (laughs) 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 He's just like, daddy's talking. Continues. (laughs) He doesn't look at you. And he doesn't address. Iavos is going to continue trying to stealthfully help Wusha. So I'm going to wave away my mage hand, clearly not suited to the task. And then I'm going to think of a very cold winter back home and exhaling, breathing a thin line of frosty cold air to hit the shackles around your wrists. Uh. I'll use a religion check to manifest a tiny piece of the frigid withering acre here in this arcane dungeon. Roll it. That is a 21. That will definitely do it. You get plus 1d4 in your next check. Hell yeah. I never should have shared my secret. But then I met her. Ugh. It sickens me to think that I, of all people, was swayed by love. At the height of my ambition, one of my teammates fell in love with a goddess. But I saw who she really was. The ambition in her eyes. We had our dalliance, but I couldn't be what she needed. A champion, pure of heart. A father for a plural son. Halifon. 
but I could help her get it. She was never going to get one the natural way, so I taught her the ritual. We both get what we want and rule the cosmos together. But when she slit that grinning idiot's throat, he wouldn't bond to his son. She nearly killed me, but it only fed my fire. I wanted that power for myself. But she knew how to wound me, how to truly hurt me. She ruined my plans. While I was off-world, she took my form and tainted my ritual with an extra soul that wasn't in the equation. I had no idea who Dirk's real father was until Halifon went back to his mother's arms. She told me everything. And so I set about building this little contraption. Took nearly two years and some tech I stole from Hub. But after I consumed the five of you and what quintessence you have to your name, looking at Penny, the League will be powerless to stop me. And then I'll have the one thing everyone truly wants. Everything. One last attempt to escape. With one hand free, I'm going to try and manipulate some of the arcane sigils on these bindings with Arcana. I love it. Jigoidomer. That's a ten. Oof. You're not certain, but you suspect that this chair in particular was better built than the others. It's the edgy one. <laughs> Damn. He knew which one he you would exactly. get in. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, this one has to be rogue proof. Yeah. That's going to be another 1d6. Three. Is your distraction ruins the real one. <laughs> <laughs> Wusha. With his bindings now cold, a familiar sensation to him. The words that Glenn Armistice is saying hit a little too close to home. Unwanted children, defiant sons, trying to bargain with a power you don't fully understand to get your life on track is starting to get under Wuxia's skin. It's time to shut this guy up in a big way, and Wuxia is going to try to just rip the chair to fucking pieces and break free. <laughs> Give me the athletics. Hell yeah. Bless, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Guidish. There we fucking go, baby. <laughs> 18 plus 7 is going to be 25. Beautiful. I break the metal restraints and parts of the chair and say, Oh, that's about enough of that. <laughs> Subtlety over. <laughs> the look of shock on his face is a comforting one. To realize that he genuinely didn't imagine that you would be able to break free but the cold, steely resolve that settles into him robs you of that comfort. Roll initiative. Hot damn, Tusha's been bulking up. I mean, I can't do that. It's not hard to break, but still, I gotta give him props to the escape. It's just a shame that Glenn thought ahead and somehow got Gaspar into the nefariously complicated and impossible-to-escape chair. Sure. Right. Ahem. In any case, this is going to be a cakewalk. Some old fogey against the full might of the fallow crown? This wiener's roasted. As such, Glenn Armistice is a former legend who spent the last decade harvesting quintessence from his plural son. Ah. Yes. Perhaps foggy was not the right term. Indeed. 
Say, Paige. Yes, Sarge? What would happen if, say, old Glaney Boy won? I imagine he will consume the essence of our beloved anchors, as well as the fallow crown. At which point he will be as a god. Cool, great, love that. But look on the bright side. He's probably going to lose his title as commissioner. But you know what they always say, a committee a day keeps the vengeful gods at bay. I'm sure that little bureaucratic paper cut will serve as a powerful deterrence. Well, I've already updated my resume. Same, brother. Same. What say we get back to the fallow crown? <clears throat> Let's. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. On a remote island in Frigid Lake Superior, a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Gandalf, you have to deactivate the blade trap. We're all doomed. I would, but my reach is only five feet, and the button is eight feet away. Ah! Whoops, should have brought a ten-foot pole. If you're searching for traps or you fall down a hole, never take a quest without your ten-foot pole. Hey all you cuties, welcome to the mid-roll. Stay a while and listen. We hope you're enjoying this wild chapter conclusion as the team puts it all on the line. We know we had fun recording it. 
This show is made possible by Patreon support. Thank you to all of our beloved patrons, and especially the top-tier patrons, Abstract and Commissioner, and of course, our legendary mid-roll teams. Our current legendary mid-roll teams are the Titans Rise, the Forgotten Legacy, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Twilight Concord, with Maisie, Mike Gordon, Big Boy Roy, and Caitlin Oliver. To get a personal message read on the show or for possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. And things should be back to normal for streaming this week, so be sure to follow our YouTube channel to catch Monday Night Live LUQ premieres with Dana and Pokemon Soling Nuzlocks with me and Zach on Wednesday. The mailing address is 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon 97214. If there's anything you've been dying to get to the cast, we'd love to share it on social media, but please, no homemade food. Join the Discord, leave a review, and tell a friend. These are all great ways to help the show, so thank you in advance. But that's enough out of me, let's get you back to the Battle Axis. My name is G. Sucker Fat Hogswell, and I have Banjo Fabrinitis. Last year, I was diagnosed with Banjo Fabrinitis. I was out at the Ham and Go with my gibbies when suddenly I experienced hot plunges and cold drippers. My cabiners felt like a double fried horse popper, and before I knew it, I was two tubes deep at the man shop. If you experience symptoms like irritable down mops, fluctuating haverduns, and sensitivity to river milk, you too may have banjo fabrinitis. So please, get tested today. If you don't get to the pickle before the rise hard, you might just get planted at sundown. My name is G. Sucker Fat Hogswell, and I'm no doctor, but I did build my own couch. Realizing that one of you is free, Glenn Armistice readies for combat, but it is not he or his target which act first. Yavos. The time for subtlety and listening to evil plans is over. Wushaw rang that bell real loud, so I'm just going to try to catch Glenn before he can focus on whatever it is he wants to do. We are in his domain, and there's no time for fucking around. (laughs) I'm going to rise up from my chair, and in doing so, produce an old dusty bottle from inside of my cloak, which I aim right at Glenn's face and pop the top on as I unleash a caustic brew of acid right into his chest. Beautiful. Go ahead and tell me what I need to roll. I'm casting at third level. He needs to make me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. That is a 19 plus four. He makes the save. Beautiful. What's half? Since he made his saving throw, he takes no damage. This is an all or nothing spell. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. I wanted to open up with it because it sticks to them and lasts several rounds if they fail the save. Is it a line? It is a line, yes. And I believe that would hit Warren? Uh, it stops right before Warren. It's a 30-foot oh. line. I counted beforehand. Hey. So luck. All right. Anything else? Um, with the rest of my move, I'm just going to kind of get behind my chair a little bit just to have a partial cover in preparation of having to duck in case something huge explodes. Fair enough. That makes it Gaspar's turn. Who's going to attempt to escape? <gasps> who, who could have guessed? Y'all, that's another natural one. Oh, boy. <laughs> My God. dude. Oh, it's My so dude. good. This new body's not doing it for you. If you would like to use a cunning action to attempt again, I would understand since this is literally thieves shit. 
I mean, I'm down to just be punished, but yeah, please. <laughs> it seems uh, only fair. Again, you're a you're a fucking rogue, and you've been training for this shit. I think it's reasonable to give it to you for your cunning action. All right. All your training involved not having a head, though. It's the, it's the throw one that's really good. <laughs> it is an interact with object thing, so it is technically something you can do. They used left-handed locks. Mm-mm. Oh, it's left-handed. Uh, uh, that's a 30. That'll do it. Uh, but that's also your turn. Yes. <laughs> okay, we all escaped at the same time. Good, <laughs> good job, team. <laughs> that's absolutely wonderful. Uh, that brings us to Wusha. Wusha, standing with metal dangling from him, takes two steps away from the machine. No longer lined up with any of the magic runes or or pipes or powers that were once draining it from him. A breeze, a wind, starts to move around Wusha. The distant sound of rolling thunder surrounds him as a storm cloud takes shape behind him. You want to taste a stolen power, do you? As he says that, the storm cloud behind him flashes with lightning that moves down his arm and into the spear he's holding now. Nice. He is going to cast lightning arrow, which affects any weapon that can make a ranged attack. Hey. Cocking his arm back, he is going to throw this bolt of lightning at Glenn Armistice. He is probably going to miss Glenn Armistice with a whopping 12 versus his AC. That is definitely a miss. I had a feeling. Armistice bears a shield and a rapier. He raises the shield and simply knocks your spear out of the air. Wusha, gritting his teeth, wraps his hand around the ghostly chain, pulls his spear back, and gives it another toss. No lightning this time. Does a 24 hit his AC? Yes. That's what we're fucking looking for. That is going to be eight whole piercing damage to him. Damn. I don't know how he's going to survive that one, guys. (laughs) He's ruined. Surely he has wizard hit points. (laughs) Surely. (laughs) Fuck, he's bloodied. And that's my whole turn. Excellent. And that brings us to Armistice. He gestures a hand, unlocking Warren Rusborough. And then he brings his hand down on him, casting Dominate Person. Uh Uh-oh. Ah, shit. Due to the fact that he is currently subdued by the force, he is not able to make a save. Please hand me Warren Rusborough's sheet. Justifying Alvis, he didn't realize Glenn Armistice was a wizard and is now realizing, oh shit, I should start counterspelling. Too late for that now. Fellow crown, I have hired you to come here today. And as he lifts this heavy pitch black hammer off the ground next to his chair, to kick your collective asses. (laughs) He bangs it into his shield and runes ignite all over his heavy armor. Don't like that. Uh Uh-oh. I love it. (laughs) I'm very happy about it. He is then going to use action surge that he gets from his fighter levels. And he's going to step towards Yavos, who he sees as the most obvious threat. Oh, narts. <laughs> and then take his multi-attack. The rapier that he has in his hand has a guard that looks like parchment wrapping around down over a guard and then trailing underneath in a stream of silver words that seem to magically write in the air as he strikes. It's called the Rapier of Wit. <gasps> that is a 19. Yes, sir. Okay. Number two is a 25. Yes. <laughs> a 19. Yes, sir. 
And an eight. <laughs> eight misses. <laughs> Big flex. He is going to strike at you for 2d8 plus four damage and 1d4 soul damage. Would you mind giving me the first roll separately? Yes. Number one is 12 plus four. Okay. Uh, that triggers my pleated sheet. So now I have resistance to piercing. Beautiful. I like that. And then he's going to deal 1d4 soul damage with that attack. That is two. I don't like that. And then his second attack is nine plus four. So 11. Cut that in half. And then another four soul damage. Can you not? Ow. <laughs> Be great if you could not. You're the one I was looking most forward to consuming. Other than my son, obviously. Consume my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, and that is going to bring us to Nelly. Nelly is going to reach out with her mind, probing his psychic defenses to look for cracks. It's all butts in there. <laughs> I cast Mind Sliver. Ooh. He needs to make an intelligence saving throw. It is his strong suit. That is an 18. I thought it might be. And so I wanted to check it. That's fair. And that is a success, so nothing happens. As you begin to strike out with that mind sliver, he simply absorbs it, as though the energy becomes a part of him. And then, based on that information, Nellie makes a split decision. And as she stands up from her chair, shouts, You want my power? Take it! And she fires a plume of wild rainbow energy from her mouth. This is going to be a guiding bolt. (laughs) I like it. Hell yeah. One of my favorite spells in the game. I feel good about this. Yeah? Does an 11 do it? Not even a little (laughs) bit. Wow, golly. Such misplaced confidence. (laughs) (sighs) He holds his hand out and catches the bolt. His hand begins to glow. Thank you. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That brings us back to the top of the initiative. Now, you might think for a moment that he's going to get a chance to roll again to get out of this dominate person. But unfortunately, with dominate person is when he takes damage. So instead, he's going to have to act in accordance with the character's will. Noted. The overwhelming mental command is to attack Nelly. Nelly, okay. And it's Warren's go right now? Yep, whatever he, however he wants to do that. Okay. He begins to stomp angrily, practically denting the floor with the weight of him towards Nelly. And activating a bonus action, one of the runes on his boots ignites and crackling electrical energy starts to cover him from head to toe because he's a mastermind slash rune knight. Mm-hmm. Don't do this, Warren. Breaking news, your face. (laughs) And he is going to swing at you twice with his black iron hammer. (laughs) 15 and 29. 29? Yikes. Uh, Yeah, I I have no choice on that one. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was that 15, though? Oh, uh, the 15 does not hit. Okay, uh, so he is going to bring down the hammer on you, and you're going to take 
11 points of bludgeoning damage. Mm. And he has entered a Zen state, which he calls the eye of the storm. Now that his storm rune is active. Ooh. Just, I didn't, I didn't fully read it. Like I knew what it did, but I didn't actually read it until now. And I'm like, Jesus, this is a cool ability. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're strong. <laughs> That's going to bring us back to Yabos. Okay. I've got a Glenn right in my wizard grill and that is not <laughs> ideal for me. I got to go full offense on this guy mm-hmm. It must be done. So I'm just going to grab him by the front of his robes and just release a fourth level lightning bolt into his chest. <laughs> you like zapping people for fun. You big idiot. <laughs> you big idiot. Uh, this is just another deck save. Okay. Uh, he rolled like hot garbage. Mm. That's a total of eight. That's that really like misses. Huzzah. I can, I can zap him with some lightning juice. Hell yeah. I've got five and six of this. Uh, 32 lightning damage. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do pig. Okay. He begins to smolder and smoke. And his teeth seem to have electricity arcing between them as he cries out in pain. And the bolt continues and blasts the chair where Warren was sitting before he got up to beat the hell out of my precious daughter. That's absolutely fair. I can't, I can't really move. This guy's got melee weapons in his hand. That makes it Gaspar's turn. Would you consider this chair an obstacle valid for me to hide behind? Not quite. There's a lot of holes and gaps. Not quite big enough. Fair enough. Do we get a concentration check for the dominate Rustboro? <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> does. Thank you. I am the worst at remembering that kind of thing. He gets a 10 plus 8. Ho, ho, ho. That Rough. do make it. I think that definitely does make it. Yeah, the DC would be yeah, 16? So 16, yeah. All right. Well, then Gaspar is going to rush over to one, help Iavos, and two, try and interrupt that concentration. Be careful, he's stabbing my soul. <laughs> <laughs> then this is going to be two-weapon fighting for one of the first times ever. Excellent. Uh, first, Saber, that is going to be 25 to hit. Excellent. 25. That's going to do it. Didn't know if you had some sh- double shield trick over here. So... 8, 10, 15, plus magic. That is 28 points of damage. That's a hearty one. Of piercing. Excellent. He's going to roll his concentration, which is 11 plus 8. Does it? As my saber pierces into his back shoulder, when he reels from it, his blood is going to drop, splash, and then take the form of one of the loony goons mm. uh, and bounce over to Warren Rustboro and deal six points of necrotic damage. Okay. In an attempt to break free from Dominate. Roll me that wisdom save. Now, uh, Dominate is categorically a charm spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deep Dwarves have advantage. I'd say you get advantage on this save. Okay. Wisdom's still not his best, but he's going to give a shot. Going to give a shot. Uh, with advantage, just a 21. Excellent. Ooh, rolled a 19. He breaks free of the domination. 
Yeah, just one little stun baton to the back of the head. Stars. Rustbro shakes it off, and I still get my two weapon fighting, my second attack. That is a 22 to hit. As you strike, he whirls around and with a duelist's finesse, dodges out of the way. Mm. Rude. Class ability. <laughs> you bastard, get out of my head. I was going to say I'm living there rent-free, baby. <laughs> that brings us to Wuxia. Knowing what he needs to do, Wuxia focuses and solidifies the chain on the back of his spear. Hiking it up over his shoulder, he's going to throw it directly at Glenn Armistice. I like it. That probably won't work with an 11 versus his AC. Not going to do it. Fantastic. As a reaction, uh, Warren Rusborough uh, is uh-huh. going to see your pullback. Be like, no, no, no. You can throw better than that. Try again. And you get advantage on the roll. <laughs> because of that, Wuxia is going to put some sea mustard on it. <laughs> sea mustard? What is sea mustard? That's up to you to decide. Briny. That's a 20 total versus his AC? That's not going to do it. Understandable. Fortunately, I get a second attack. I'm going to go ahead and have you roll a percentile die to see whether or not you hit Dirk Bradley. Okay. He's right behind him. Okay. That's a 64. You're rock solid. Beatles do me well. It was a 10% chance, but I had to give it to him. Completely understandable. I'm going to take my second shot. More like it. That is a 26 versus his AC. I got to check something here. This is me hoping to death he used his reaction to block. He did use a reaction. But he gets three reactions a turn. Oh, fuck. Because I knew he was going to be fighting six people. This guy's a dick. <laughs> that scans. <laughs> fuck, he's a Hydra. <laughs> he is going to use a first level spell slot to cast shield as a reaction, putting him outside of your attack range. All right. Fair. When the spear bounces off and returns back to Wuxia, Wuxia is going to lower his shoulders and just fucking run toward him. <laughs> you leave Yavos alone. He's had a hard enough day already. <laughs> Turnover. Uh, and that is going to make it Armistice's turn. First, he's going to cast Misty Step, and then he's going to use his spell-like ability to drop a single point of energy where he was standing. Uh-oh. I would love to counterspell the Misty Step. If he's not casting it above third level, then I succeed. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You effectively counter the Misty Step, and he doesn't move out of the way. But the detonation still goes off. Duh, duh. Oh boy. Why do I hear boss music? (laughs) Just now kicked in? (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. How many D6s is Fireball? Eight. Eight. Thank you. Everyone standing within the immediate area is going to take 34 damage from a modified blast Fireball. Gross. Do we get a deck save? You do get a deck save. (laughs) Delayed blast ordinance. Yeah. Oh, thank fuck. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I got a total of 20. Nice. God, I did not see that coming. Okay, give me the numbers. 25. Success. 24. Success. 20. Success. Beautiful. As the fireball detonates, you note that there is no elemental quality to it. It seems to be pure arcane damage. That is to say, force. Ow. 
Was Dirk affected or is it it'll? Dirk is, in fact, affected. Oh, fuck me. Dirk is going to roll with advantage and he gets a 20 on the die. I'm glad. <laughs> Good for him. I am going to hide in Glenn Armistice's coat and use evasion to take no damage. Oh, so good. What is Dirk doing? Dirk is semi-conscious in his chair and now uh, seems to be smoldering with arcane energy. (laughs) He turned over in his sleep just in time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, my butt's warm. (laughs) I can't find the cold side of the pillow. (laughs) But I know which one's the hot one. He is going to use Action Surge to use his Rapier of Wit again, starting with Yavos. That is a 10 plus 10. I'm going to have to use Shield. That's absolutely fair. I cannot take a hit right now. Oh, you cannot use Shield. You just use, use your my reaction. reaction to Counterspell. Oof. Yep. I take the hit. Yikes. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with his base damage there. That is a 12 plus four. Oh, so total 16? Yes. Which I still have resistance to, which doesn't matter. <laughs> Your boy's down. Uh-oh. And then you take 1d4 soul damage. Yeah, give me that soul damage. A one. A one. <laughs> uh, you suffer one injury from going out. Yep. That is going to trigger my sentinel ability for mm-hmm. attacking while next to me and not attacking me. That sounds good. That is... 17 to hit. That is not going to do it. He almost seems to anticipate the fact that you standing behind him was a bad move and seems to move out of the way just in time. And as a reaction, or and in reaction to that, spins on his heel and strikes at you with his rapier. 16. That does not do it. Didn't figure it would. And then his final multi-attack, he is going to strike at you again. This time for 27. Does it. Okay. That is 12 piercing damage. And then your non-corporeal form takes two soul damage. Uh, So I've lost 25 of my 40 temporary hit points from this body. Those cannot be healed. And, uh, but that soul damage goes straight, straight to me. Yikes. Yeah. Um, The body's definitely not looking like it's in good shape. You can see chunks missing, muscle exposed and things like that. But it's not actively bleeding so much as seeping. I'm just like Wusha. (laughs) <laughs> that is going to make it Nelly's turn. Papa, are are we cool, Mr. Rustboro? Ice cold. Oh, thank the gods. Penelope was preparing something else, but she suddenly pivots as Iavos goes down. I'm going to cast Misty Step and teleport next to him. And that is indeed as far as I can get, so that puts me next to Glenn Armistice as well. Unfortunately. Uh, and then I'm going to hit Iavos with a level five cure wounds. But doing the Misty Step and then casting a non-cantrip means I spend one glory, which I will note. <laughs> Hell yeah. Once you know to that. Papa, you get 21 hit points back. <gasps> oh, oh, thank you, dear. You're welcome, Papa. I'm not losing you. Not ever. Just get away from him. And that brings us to Warren and Dirk. Warren, fuming at the fact that this dipshit dominated him, is going to crack the muscles in his neck and start stomping towards Glen Armistice. On his way there, he's going to point at Gaspar and say, You do something clever. I'll distract him. And he's going to use his mastermind ability to give you help action on your next turn. Yeah. 
as a bonus. He's going to bring the fucking hammer down on Glenn Armistice. I like it. Two swings. I'll do one at a time. Uh, that is a one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Off to a bad start. That is a 16. Not going to hit. All right. He's going to use his action surge and chug twice more. Beautiful. Angry dwarf hit hard with hammer. <laughs> it all he know. That is a 28. Woo. That'll hit. Woo. Uh, as he connects, he's going to activate his rune of fire, which is active on his black hammer. As it suddenly ignites like a blacksmith's hammer. And as it slams into Glenn Armistice, he is wreathed in mystical fire. He needs to make me a strength saving throw. Beautiful. He's going to counter that with hellish rebuke as the fire bounces back onto your boy. Interesting. That's going to be 2d10 fire damage. And he's going to go ahead and cast that at one slot higher to do an extra 1d10. Okay. That's going to be five. And then another two. Those rolls, homie. (laughs) Uh, So from the attack that hits, he takes 16 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then the uh, strength save against the Rune of Fire. His strength save is a low. (laughs) It's eight. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Warren's pretty good DC. So uh, he now has flaming shackles attached to his wrists, which are slowing him. Um, So he's going to take ongoing fire damage on his turns. And for one turn, he is restrained. Gotcha. And he takes three fire damage from the runes. Okay. And with the last swing from his action surge, he gets 18. Not going to do it. Damn. Worth a shot. He manages to deftly dodge most of the attacks, but at least one of them hits and that's all it takes for him to suddenly be wreathed in fire. That brings us to Dirk. Dirk is going to shimmy and shuffle a little bit and then pull his hands out of the restraints. What's going on, Pop? Nothing. Go back to bed. This sucks. My head hurts. Dirk, do not go back to bed. Dad? (laughs) Dad, you sound like Rusty. That's a lot to unpack. (laughs) (laughs) He is now free. Dirk is going to blearily step forward and stand next to his dad, trying to figure out what's going on. That brings us back to the top of the initiative with Yavos. Noted. Having faith that his daughter can handle herself for at least the next six seconds, Iavos is going to use his bonus action to misty step away from this conflict because he's hurting. And he's taking a lot of soul damage. Excellent. Counterspell. Well, that's fair, I suppose. (laughs) As you attempt to misty step, Glenn Armistice seems to just close the hand that has the guiding bolt in it, and the magic shatters, turning into a counterspell. Fair enough. So I will use my action to cast a cantrip right in his face. (laughs) This guy's a dickhole. I mean, I did it to him. He's (laughs) so good. (laughs) Just going to uh, exhale a wintry blast right in his face as I cast Frostbite. Beautiful. So it's a constitution save. Natural 20. (laughs) Good and cool. The blast of ice turns into almost a puff of glitter. That then just kind of spreads throughout the space, settling in a glinting majesty. Mm, Like a Thomas Kincaid painting. (laughs) And that makes it Gaspar's turn. Okay. Gotta save Ayavos. Gotta protect Ayavos a little bit. Do something clever. (laughs) Gaspar is going to raise both sabers up into the air. 
I'm sure that Glenn Armistice is watching every single point of danger. And just to widen his field of view, distract him a bit more, I'm going to toss them up into the air, reach for the mirror daggers at my boots. Ooh. And then stab him down low. <laughs> down low. Down low. I like it. Thanks to Mr. Rustbro, I have advantage. That you do. Holy shit, y'all. That's a, that's a nat one. A three. Nat one, three, and five? Yeah. That is a rough roll, homie. You are having a day, dog. Uh, kind of want to spend some glory here. That's, that is a worthwhile spend, my man. <laughs> one glory, one die? One glory, one die. I'm spending that glory to roll one more die. Excellent. Go ahead. I've made note of the use of that glory. Okay, there we go. 28 to hit. That just barely, barely hits him. Yeah. Okay. We'll reroll that with piercer. 12. That's 27 points of damage. Hearty. Hearty. And then to try and do something clever, I will stab myself in the leg. Okay. <laughs> the smartest thing I could do. Wicked. I love Wicked. it. Wicked. De- dealing three points of damage to myself, mm-hmm. but then swapping our places with love the mirror it. dagger, thus putting me in between Iavos and Armistice. And Nelly. And Nelly. Mm-hmm. And Dirk. No, not like that. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is my turn. As you throw your blades in the air, you faint left, faint right, stab him in the lower stomach, and then stab yourself in the thigh, swapping places. Little did you know that the stab to the gut was more than enough. He drops to his knees, blood pouring free. (sighs) I thought I had it. (sighs) Well, I guess there's nothing for it. But it's too late for you. My silence was the only thing keeping them away from you. The Silver Citadel knows of your crimes. And it's just a matter of time before they come for you. The Fallow Crown has defeated Glen the Armpit Armistice. Huzzah! Armpit? It's the worst part of organic bodies. A hairy cesspool with no purpose, other than to be an inevitable byproduct of an otherwise handsome and useful appendage. Death Ginth. Sarge, you know what that means, don't you? You know it, pal. Ahem. Sarge and I would like to set the record straight. The hostility and animosity seen on this program has been a fiction. Egad, it cannot be. But it is. We understand our deep and endless talent may have led you to believe our farce, but Paige and I are actually quite close friends. We even branch together. Well, I drink ethanol and he consumes of the egg, but we call it brunch. And brunch, as they say, is in the heart. The point being that with Dirk and Warren free and their return inevitable, we can end this masquerade. It was all goofs, folks. Uh, except Dirk and Warren. That's, that's as real as it is problematic. Oh, for sure. And I can't imagine Rustboro's attitude towards the boy-shorted wonder is going to improve after being in prison trying to save him. 
Maybe we should stick around a while. In case there's any recidivistic tendencies in our Duragar friend. But it's still all good news, yay! Well, except the truth regarding Halavon Sr.'s death. And the fact that Armistice sent word to Abel of the Fallow Crown's crimes and involvement with the Darkwood. And the fact that the Darkwood is not an isolated incident, and may in fact be spreading. So it's one piece of mixed news. Yay. I need a shower. Want to get brunch first? Yes, I do. Say that again one more time to my face, Mr. Armistice. <laughs> <laughs> also, before you die, what was your, uh, what were the ritual steps? What do I, what, 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 <laughs> you, you didn't have a very important notebook that you kept all this information in? I can't <sighs> believe this wizard could cast counter spell and counter plot. What the fuck? <laughs> Spare the dying. <laughs> just so everybody knows, he is a 10th level wizard, 10th level eldritch knight. He you was, just killed a level 20 character, admittedly yeah. with some help from another pretty strong uh, PC. Yeah. But still. Yeah, but there's like five of us. Yes. And the strongest PC of the bunch. Dirk Bradley. <laughs> Six of us. I actually, okay, in the middle there, there was a point where I, I went and I, held, I, I healed Iavos, but um, what I was thinking of doing if that hadn't happened was was dropping a heightened uh, psychic lance and then using everything else in my action to pray to Dirk Bradley to see if something happened. <laughs> wow. wow. That would have been oh. very juicy. Yeah. <laughs> I had a fun combo, a move idea kind of thing. I passed to Angelo on the sly. It didn't happen in time, but that's fine. The idea was uh, Dirk was still shackled at the time. So before that timer went off, I was going to try to get him to hit with the mirror daggers, Glenn and Dirk. So Glenn would Ooh. appear shackled <laughs> yeah, yeah. to the chair. Oh, that's good. But I did build Warren because I didn't have any idea if he would be part of this fight, but I thought you should have a stat block when coming in. But I made it so he is mostly good at helping other people do shit. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of trying to like steal the show and be a hammer bastard. That's the, um, the best way to do it with these kinds of NPCs. Because he can use a reaction and a bonus action to give someone advantage with his build. Gross. Dirk Bradley is a level one commoner. <laughs> Who gets advantage on literally every single thing he does. <laughs> I see. I see. That's the, the greatest most, minion of them all. He That's took, the most hilarious thing I've, I've ever heard. Fucking <laughs> minion god. He took the ultimate luck feat. That's so Beautiful. good. I'd like to go in reverse order this time around. Go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell me what uh, one of your favorite moments here is. My name is Law. I play Avos Isadora, witness to the Withering Acre and a uh, Scion of Error. And, uh, I think my favorite moment in this one, I just like cinematically, I like the scene of trying to to slip loose our shackles while letting a boss monologue. Because, you know, in D&D, it's hard to normally like justify the ability of a boss to like give you their big plot background. It's like, why wouldn't we just stab him? Like, it's <laughs> obvious he's doing bad wrongs. Yeah. Doing the monologue during a skill challenge was very juicy. That was a good choice. Also, the dice. What a co-star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I am Dana Ebert. I play Nellie Isadora, the sorcerer bard, uh, the scion's daughter. My favorite part. This was just a really fun fight. Uh, I had so many things I wanted to do that just didn't end up happening. And uh, I, I just really love Angelo's die rolls. And <laughs> I, 
I'm really looking forward to Gaspar getting eviscerated in the commentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up, all you fine people? My name is Max Hobbs. I play Wusha Brinefather, the Risen Tide. And 100%, no doubt, my favorite moment was Penelope's just like, fine, fuck it. You want my power? Get in line. Get, please join the queue. Make my life harder. That was such a cool fucking moment. I love that to death. Your your endless defiance is incredible. Thank you. It was sandwiched between failed roles. So is You know what? <laughs> drama is drama. <laughs> I'm Angelo Kaluag. I play Gaspar Lef Not, the body borrowing Phantom Rogue. Uh my current highlight I'd say is the commentary mid-battle from Warren Rustboro. It was pretty like, the clip. Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You usually you know right. You can't play a character for a whole campaign only having that banter. But it felt a little bit like we were back in the um, the the extreme comedy. Yeah, it was very it was good. good. I was like, ooh, it gave me the tasties. <laughs> Generally, I really, really did also really like Gaspar failing three times in a row uh, or like four times in a row. Just totally failing in the one job. A lot of beef. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the he... one job a rogue has. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you Natural ones. every single time. And then three under tens on a single attack. I, so mm, yeah. I yeah. just, I can't get enough of that. I rolled either 17 and above or five and below. Yeah. My favorite cut type of game. <laughs> My favorite moment from uh, Law was specifically counterspelling the Misty Step, so he had to blow himself up. But admittedly, <laughs> he still blew up all you, so that's, totally. that's something. I freaking just generally, whoosh, the fact that you specifically got to break out as the last action and the thing that got the combat going, I absolutely adored that. Oh, that's great. Well, I pictured it very much with Wusha doing most of the fight with a large portion of chair attached to him. Yeah, Same. Standard, absolutely. Standard. I love how when you get into the, the counter spell mechanics of a wizard fight, it turns into a fucking game of Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Penny, I just love the fact that you cared more about healing your pop than actually like doing an effective or powerful thing. That to me is very juicy. And frankly, getting him back on his feet was a critical fucking move because, yeah, I, I mean, y'all didn't know how much longer it was going to go on. But if it went on any longer than that, then I obviously was going to be critical. To oh, yeah, I was I was watching my reactions like I was because <laughs> I, I depending on what happened, like I, I had a lot of options to to help him. I just need to be close to him. Yeah. I genuinely just enjoyed playing this very high-level wizard. Uh, it was just... It was, it was fun. Also, I love the fact that dude gets like eight first-level spell slots. <laughs> oh, and I... Slinging them. It's so brutal. I like your custom fireball spell on him. Uh, I thought that was very neat, the way it was written. Yeah, it's just an ability that he has where when he uses Misty Step, he can leave behind a fireball. Yeah, I like trying to hit 25 to 27 AC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he... um. So his actual basic AC is 20, 20 but then yep. he has defensive duelist, and then he also has uh, shield. So yeah. God, what an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I didn't use magic missile again. Hey, And the fact that he's level 20 is the only reason why he was getting a plus six from his defensive duelist. So when people attacked him melee, oh, yeah. he's just like, whoop. Yeah, so up to 31. <laughs> the wild boy. Rude. Also, I just imagine like in the coming days, Nelly is not going to drop those escape rolls. Just like <laughs> I did, just like you said, Gaspar. <laughs> this was amazing. Uh, Bree did two different maps for this one. I just want to fucking let's 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 hear so it for good. double map. You know, yeah, this map is very good too. I and I, I love how they line up with each other. Uh, y'all are gonna have to check this out because as the like illusionary dream world faded away, like this one 
has the same layout, but it's just different. Yeah, just industrial. There's a lot less uh, uh, affectations around it, but I like the symbol that, that Brie got going on this thing. And the chairs look very much like the Matrix chairs. <laughs> yeah, just, and just like the, the pink magic uh, is really striking against the gray background. Yeah, it's got a super vaporwave color scheme with like mm. dark coal with bright neon pink on top. Well, and she specifically used green in the gray to create a counter against the pink that was coming through. So oh, it's got cool. this nice like oh, pop fuck to it. color theory. Yeah, she, she knows her shit. Confirmed Armistice listens to vaporwave. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every single episode of this was an hour and 30 minutes each unedited. So thank you very much, Hedegar the Editor, for editing this. I swear to actual fucking Christ, I'm going to keep the episode time down in the future. It's just these have been critically important sessions and I just can't, I can't, I can't shorten them up for nothing. Uh, but yeah, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep chugging along. I'm really excited to see what y'all are going to do for the next fucking episode. But uh, until that comes, we wish you luck. <laughs>